Hello, what's up, and welcome to the Weekenders. This is the show where we talk about the six biggest football games of the weekend, brought to you by Multiplicity Media. Uh, I'm Max, live from LA for, from the for the time for I don't know for however long I'm here. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I'm joined by Bobby and Lexi, who is sporting uh, go blue like no one else can possibly uh, do it uh, with the hair. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Super excited for everyone that is uh, listening because we have a really uh, packed, like, show and a lot to talk about as uh, you're going to hear this pretty soon, but we're recording this the day after the first college football rankings came out. So we have a lot to talk about in college football and also a lot to talk about um, in the NFL as well with some interesting um, games. But let's get into – let's not waste any more time. Let's get into um, college football and let's talk about the, the biggest game of the weekend in all of football, and that's uh, Georgia and Tennessee. Um, number one, Tennessee, who is ranked by the College Football Playoff Committee at number three, Georgia, um, Saturday at 3.30 in Athens. Um, so, you know, like we mentioned, the college football, the college football playoff rankings are out. Um, they, the committee has Tennessee at number one and the AP has Georgia at number one. I think you can make an argument for either of those teams to be number one. Uh, but I'll open up the floor to, uh, you guys to ask you who you think deserves to be the number one team in college football at this point. Well, I think it's a good debate, and I I think it's uh, pretty awesome that we get to have this solved on Saturday so we don't have to figure it out. But uh, I would go with Tennessee right now. Just given what they've done on their resume, they've played really tough opponents. Obviously, they're undefeated, so they've gotten a lot of wins. Um, Obviously, haven't done a lot of work on the road. I mean, they have that game against Pitt they won. But other than that, you know, they just – I mean, they've just been racking up ranked win after ranked win. and then, you know, that LSU road road win is looking better than ever with them uh, in the top 10. So I, I got to give it to Tennessee based on resume. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be a massive, massive test. Uh, how the how the balls handle uh, life between the hedges over in Athens. Yeah, I, I definitely agree um, because Tennessee just looks out of their minds right now where I feel like Georgia isn't the same team as last year. And I know I said that a couple of times, which doesn't make them that good. They are very good, but it's just, if Tennessee was playing last year's Georgia team, I'd say that Georgia has, you know, has the the benefit of the doubt here, but I think the Tennessee is overall the better team and, and college football playoffs rankings got that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I tend to agree that Tennessee, um, definitely deserves to be ranked number one. And like Bobby said, like it kind of really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we're going to, whoever wins um, this game is going to be the number one team in college football. I mean, that's just, it just is what it is. Um, I mean, and I think for me being the number one team in college football has a lot to do with the teams you beat, but also, you know, the way you play played in those games. And so I think in a lot of ways, Tennessee, you know, has, has shown that, um, you know, out, that Alabama game, 
you know, I think everyone expected that to be close. No one's going to necessarily say, oh, you know, they didn't beat Alabama by two touchdowns, so they're not number one. I think, no, I think that's the, the best win of, you know, anybody in college football so far, and that's a that's a close game. Um, you know, beat LSU by a wide margin, and that's, you know, an, a, a committee-ranked number 10 team beat a, a good Kentucky team. And, um, you know, at the time, you know, going into that Pitt game, um, you know, I believe Pitt, Pitt was ranked at that point. So um, even that, even that win, you know, is a good one. Like you mentioned, like, you you know, shouted out Bobby. So um, yeah, I, I think Tennessee definitely deserves to be number one at this point. And I think the committee got it right. Um, the AP, <laughs> I thought the AP honestly would have Tennessee number one. Maybe there's some, some benefit of the doubt going to Georgia, especially um, because, you know, they've looked a little bit more shaky, but you know, they've handled, business in a lot of ways um since that missouri game big wins over auburn vanderbilt and florida so you know they i mean there's there's a good argument for both honestly but um the edge in this game tennessee has an explosive offense um we don't need to belabor that we've already talked about it in you know shows before uh georgia's defense is playing lights out uh you know like i just mentioned you look at the last few games and you know, the teams are not good, but at the same time, they are playing really good defense, and you have to give them credit uh, for that. So uh, in this situation, Georgia's got defense. They got the experience of being in this spot. Tennessee doesn't have the experience, but they have, you know, a phenomenal offense. So uh, who do you guys think has the edge in this at this point? I mean, I'm definitely going to say Tennessee here. I think, you know, like you said, their offense is just incredible. And Hooker's just on a on a rampage this season, uh, doing well. So, um, yeah, I, I would say even with Georgia, like it being in Georgia, I just think Tennessee's offense is going to is gonna really give them a test and a kind of a wake-up call. So um, I'm going Tennessee on the, on the edge. I – as much as I love Tennessee and it's been a fun, you know, you know, heart kind of heartwarming, like kind of return to glory for them. Josh Heupel, he's my guy at the same time. I'm going with Georgia here. I think they have the edge. Um, obviously the home atmosphere. Look, it's easy to win in, in front of 115,000 screaming people wearing, you know, that light, weird pumpkin-y orange they have. Yeah. But if you're on the road in Athens, that environment is going to be absolutely through the roof. And not only that, Georgia's defense is uh, still pretty dang good. Um, obviously, you know, not as good as they were in the past. But look, I, I think they're going to be stepped up for this game. I think they have the quality, the talent. I think they're coached well. And I think they're um, just going to be too good for Tennessee on the road or uh, for Tennessee to handle this on the road. So I, I think Georgia has the edge, but it's it's razor thin. Um and I'm excited to see how it plays out. All right. So we know that Vegas has uh, Georgia. Um, they have Georgia favorite minus eight. We expect it to be a close game. Interesting experience versus, uh, you know, hot team sort of like battle that we've seen sometimes in the past. I, I tend to lean Georgia, I think, um, because it's at home and Georgia has been here before and they have the experience. And sometimes defense just – uh, just, you know, the defense wins championships. We know the cliche. I think Georgia's going to gonna have that perfect storm of, you know, getting stops where they need to, 
being being at home and them having the experience of being in the spot, I think plays into Georgia's hands. I like Georgia to win this game. Bobby, what about you? Yeah, I like Georgia to win this game as well. Um, I think that overall they're just kind of more of a complete team. And, you know, I, I think Tennessee obviously has an incredible resume, but when you go on the road, it changes everything. And um, the thing that changes usually is offense. Uh, offense does not travel as well as defense does. So I think Tennessee, even though they do have a pretty good defense, they really need that offense to be clicking. Um, I think Georgia keeps it really, really close here, um, but like gets that win. Um, eight and a half. I don't like that. That that not that line makes me uncomfortable. So I would recommend just not playing it and just watching the game. Uh, <laughs> the public has been completely just slamming on Tennessee. This line opened up at ten and a half, but. Oh no! I'll say this: if it goes into a shootout, uh, I don't expect Georgia to to win it, though. Uh, so Georgia will have to slog this thing down. The last time Georgia uh, allowed an opponent to score thirty points or more and still won the game, two thousand eighteen in the Rose Bowl against Oklahoma. So it's been they, they don't <laughs> win games in blowouts. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I'm going to take Tennessee here, guys. I think that. They're just hot right now. Um, you know, Kirby's going to kind of get a little slap in the face and realize it's not the same team from last year. Uh, I think that, like I said, the Tennessee's, Tennessee's offense is going to have a day. I really do. I think that it's just going to be the perfect storm, like you said, would happen if it needed to. Um, so I'm taking Tennessee straight up. All righty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> almost an impossible game to predict, but – I'm so um, excited for this game, though, because yeah. it is like fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some some fun facts for you guys: Tennessee is one and two. Uh, oh, Georgia and Tennessee, excuse me, are both one and two. Um, wait, no, I don't know. Sorry, never mind. Forget the stats. Let's move on. My bad. I'm messing <laughs> these up. Um, no problem. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, good good teams. Uh, both both really good teams. Fun game. All right, let's talk about the second game on our slate. Um, another SEC game, another big SEC game, um, especially because of the ranking that uh, has been received by LSU from the committee, and that's number six Alabama at number ten LSU. Um, let's let's talk about quickly like LSU's turnaround, right? Like we see them lose to Florida State in that neutral site game. Um, they're, things are looking bumpy for them. And then all of a sudden they're this two loss team that's beaten Ole Miss and now, um, is, is number 10 in the nation. Apparently, um, what's, what happened? What, how did they do it? How, how did they get ranked number 10? (laughs) (laughs) How how are they even, how are they even good right now? Like what, what, what's going on down there in, uh, in death Valley? I mean, I think, you know, like they said, Brian Kelly is a good coach, all right? We, we know that as much as I don't like him and don't respect him as a human being, he is a good coach. Was it funny at first to watch these two losses happen? Of course. And he's probably going get to get a third one this weekend. But um, he's got all the talent in the world, and he's a good coach. So it's not shocking, you know, that, that he, he turned this around as quickly as he did with just a bag full of athletes that are, are, are very good. So – um, you know, props to him for doing it, but you know, I, we'll we'll see what happens this weekend. But I'm not shocked that they turned turned things around quickly. 
I'm so confused how this team is ranked 10th in the country. Um, obviously, you go out, you lose to Florida State. That's rough, but like, look at their body of work. It's not that. It's not that impressive. It's um, you beat Southern. That's good. You beat a Mississippi State team that is horrible on the road at home. Um, you beat uh, New Mexico, also a bad team. You barely had scraped by Auburn in a massive comeback, 21-17. Get blown out at home against Tennessee, which, you know, hey, they're doing that to everybody. And then, okay, you win it, you, you win a shootout against the Florida team that's, what, like, four and four now at this point? Not a great team. But you beat an overrated Ole Miss, and that puts you at 10. That's it. Just because you beat number seven Ole Miss, it it's it's just baffling to me what because i don't think they've really turned that much around they've had a cupcake schedule they've been able to scrape out wins but i don't think they're really that good i don't think they're a top 10 team in the country this is for bama it's all for bama oh, yeah. it's bama how many is it gonna be if lsu comes out and beats bama <laughs> and then it's like oh and now you got two yeah. two lost sat teams have fun with that <laughs> yeah i mean lsu is kind of catching a break in terms of yeah this is a tough game against alabama if they win it somehow then you just have Arkansas, UAB, and A&M. So, I mean, they LSU, LSU is, you know, it's impressive that they're, you know, even in this conversation right now, um, you know, it's kind of interesting as well. But the SEC has just been weird this year. Um, but let's talk about it. I mean, we we did touch on this. I think I want to say going into – that Tennessee game, um, you know, the top five coaches in college football right now. Um, you know, looking back at that, I know we we didn't really like deep, get deep, get deep into it, but I mean, at this point, it is what it is. LSU's a two loss team. They're they're number ten. Maybe they don't deserve to be in the top ten a top ten team, but um, you know, does this turnaround or this the situation? I guess that LSU finds himself in. Does that is that making you guys reconsider uh, whether you you whether or not Brian Kelly is a top five coach in college football right at this point? Not necessarily. I I think it's I think LSU is a place where I mean, look, Les Miles won a title there, Ed Ogeron <laughs> won a title there. It's yeah. not exactly like it, it's easy to turn it around. It's it's LSU. You have you have everything you could need. What are we doing here? I, I don't think he's a bad coach. I just, I, I don't think I'm left super impressed by it. You know, it's, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I, I, it's not that I'm not a fan, but he, you know, he's, he's out here. He, he just got a Lamborghini and he's racing, hor- racing against horses. So like, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I feel the same. You know, it's like I said, it's like, yes, he's a good coach. Um, I just don't yeah, like, this isn't that impressive to me. I mean, it's like, you got all the, yeah, all the talent and the tools in the world, I would hope you could turn it around, you know? So um, we'll see. I I, want to wait maybe a couple seasons before I even say that he's a top five right now because I want to see how he continues to do at LSU. Yeah, for sure. Um, So let's talk about the potential of impact if Alabama loses this game. Like you sort of alluded to, Lexi, Alabama, you know, if they win this game, it'll help them be propped up. Um, they obviously have aspirations to be um, make it to the SEC championship because, you know, all they have to do is get to the SEC championship, and if they win that, you know, they're going to be in the playoff. Everyone knows that even with their one loss. 
Um, but Alabama is sort of needing this game a, a lot, you know, to have those chances um, to, to do that. And, um, you know, if this if they lose this game, what does that mean for the not only the rest of the SEC, but for the playoff picture? If Alabama loses, I, yes, it's, it's going to mess all their plans up for sure, because then they're going to have to figure out, well, how are we going to get, you know, make sure that, you know, Georgia and Tennessee can still make it. And they're going to make sure the SEC is going to be set, but it'll throw a wrench in their plans. And it's going to be funny to watch like how they're going to scrape together and figure out how they they can still make things work at the end. But. Well, I mean, if they lose this game, they don't control their destiny in the SEC uh, West anymore. Yeah, uh, that would be uh, that would be LSU. Uh, LSU only has one SEC loss to that same Tennessee team that Alabama has a loss to. So if they can run the gauntlet of beating Arkansas, UAB, well, UAB doesn't matter. All they have to do is beat Arkansas and A&M and they win the West, which means they go to the SEC championship. Alabama's at home. That opens up a whole other can of worms as to like what happens if that team beats Georgia or Tennessee. Are you going to put a two-loss SEC team in over a couple undefeated teams? It's going to get messy. It's going to get sloppy. So I don't know. The, the, the prospect of an Alabama loss here, it really leads to a lot of questions. And I think it could be exciting. If, you, if you're if you a fan yeah. of chaos like me, I, at this point, I just want to see the world burn. So I'm all in on it. Um, but I will say, I, I don't know. I um, I think I, I think it would be pretty wild. <laughs> I'll say this. I think Alabama losing obviously helps Georgia and Tennessee because now the result of their game doesn't really matter because um, you're going to get LSU or, you know, if if they would need help as well. But, you know, LSU or Ole Miss representing the SEC West in the um, in the in the conference championship, which means, you know, you expect Georgia to beat both of those teams, you'd expect Tennessee to be both of those teams. So they kind of get a break, right? Like Georgia could lose this game against Tennessee, go to the SEC championship, beat LSU or Ole Miss, and, you know, still be well on their way to the playoff uh, with that conference win or Tennessee could do this, do the same thing. So um, I think all it does is take Alabama out of the conversation and, and then help uh, Georgia or Tennessee to make it. Um it would be interesting to see if that would also lead to maybe two SEC teams getting into the playoff, but uh, I know people don't want to imagine that at all. So yeah. uh, a lot of ramifications if Alabama loses, but you know those same ramifications kind of exist if Alabama wins. So I'll it's kind this. of a lose lose. I'll say this, Alabama if, fan. I'll say this: if if Alabama loses. The real winner is the loser of the uh, Georgia-Tennessee game because then they don't have to play in the SEC championship. They can just play out the rest yeah. of their games and probably get in the playoff. So it's, yeah, it, it, it could, it, this is going to be a really weird stretch down the road. Well, yeah, imagine, if Bama, imagine if Bama wins but then loses in the SEC championship. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. That would yeah. be like... <laughs> At that point, yeah. it's the loser of uh, Georgia, Tennessee, for sure. I would, mm. I would imagine. Yeah, that'd be insane. Um, well, the line is uh, thirteen and a half in favor of Alabama. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty tight for an Alabama line, but we know that they uh, are playing a good LSU team. They're struggling on the road. 
kind of makes sense. Um, the Alabama and LSU are both second and fifth in the SEC, respectively, in points allowed and yards allowed. Nick Saban, 2-0 versus Brian Kelly all-time. We're talking about – we're just talking about Brian Kelly as a top-five coach in the game right now, potentially. Um, and it's interesting, uh, Nick Saban and Brian Kelly uh, – Nick Saban's wins all time, 273, Brian Kelly, 266. So Nick Saban, the great Nick Saban, probably the greatest uh, college football coach of, of all time. Uh, not that not that much more wins <laughs> than uh, Brian Kelly, although Nick Saban's got a bunch of championships. So. <laughs> um, he actually does uh, something in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, right. So big, di- big, big difference there, but – um. Yeah, Nick Saban's got the got the got the record head to head, um. And uh, yeah, like I said, close, pretty close line. Um, I don't know. I think I'd take LSU to to maybe cover that. To be honest, but um, I don't know. I think Alabama is just t- too good of a team to lose this game. Um, you know, it, it's I, I just can't. I just couldn't fathom. Like L- LSU's playing well. You know. Shout out to Brian Kelly and Jalen Daniels and everything they're doing there, but I think Alabama just out talents LSU in this game. I yeah. think it. I think it all comes down to can Alabama keep their penalties under control? This has been one of the most undisciplined Alabama teams I have ever seen, and it's gotten them in trouble. It got them in trouble against Tennessee. Got them in trouble almost against Texas. They had to squeak out of that one, and it's it's been a constant issue that they've just not been able to overcome. This place, Death Valley, Baton Rouge, 6 p.m. at night, is the worst place uh, for an undisciplined team. It's going to be loud. It's going to be insane. This is a place that, cause, that, that causes earthquakes with how crazy they get. So it, I, I personally kind of like LSU to cover the spread here just due to kind of that atmosphere. And I think they... Um, I think they just make it interesting, but ultimately, like you said, Alabama's too talented. I think they find a way to squeak out, but um, they're going to have to get those penalties under control or else it is going to get really ugly. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, as as interesting it would be for Bama to lose, I don't see this happening, but you know, they, they're turnovers. Like they're, they're, they control their own destiny at this place. Let's just say that because they just need to get their stuff together you know, just keep it on the field. Let's, you know, finish it out. But LSU could win. I think they cover, though. Like, I agree with you guys. I don't think this is going to be some blowout, um, you know, but they'll keep it close and they'll definitely give Bama a run for their money, I think. Yeah, 100%. I think it's going to be – I think both of these games in the SEC, the Tennessee-Georgia and the, the Alabama-LSU are going to be great games. Looking forward to both of those for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the last college football game that we're going to talk about today. Um, and another controversial thing uh, surrounding this game with the college football playoff rankings. Number four, Clemson at Notre Dame. Uh, you definitely have some other like ranked versus ranked games and maybe some other like, you know, games with better teams. But this game is super consequential uh, for a lot of reasons that will that we'll dig into. Um, But, you know, putting it simply, this is a game where, you know, if you're anything 
that's not a Clemson fan, <laughs> you know, um, you are rooting for Clemson to lose this game. And this is a spot where it could realistically happen. North, North, South Bend, you know, Notre Dame is a very hard place to play, no matter how good or bad the team is. Um, so, you know, this is probably the last, you know, slip up spot on the schedule for Clemson. Uh, so, uh, but let's, let's get into, let's get into the, uh, the elephant in the room, Clemson being ranked four, uh, which I would say in my opinion, like I thought it was, I, I, as soon as we saw that the committee ranked, uh, wake cues and NC state, I knew that we were going to see Clemson ranked four, but, um, you know, a lot of people were surpri- surprised and disagreed with Clemson being ranked uh, above TCU, who's at seven, and above Michigan, Michigan, who's at five. So, um, well, how did you guys feel about, um, you know, the, how the outcome? Like, Santa, you're you're dying to go. Let you go first. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm not shocked. You know, they're you're trying to go down to the wire and I know everyone's saying, Oh, Michigan's non-conference, but you know, when I'm looking at teams like Georgia tech, Furman, LA tech to Hawaii, Colorado state, Yukon, it's all garbage to me. I don't care. It's not that different to me. It's not enough to say, Oh, that's why. And then you look at the overall stats that I checked out on ESPN's website. Clemson's defense allowed 42 points against those teams. Michigan's only allowed 17 against those non-conference. That's a lot of points. You know, Michigan's defense is way better. Their overall offense is way better. So, you know, the committee is always going to play these little puppet strings. And we watched it with LSU. We watched it with NC State, you know, the wake and the cues. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, You know, when it comes down to it, win out. Michigan's got to win out anyways. There's no way they're going to let two, you know, a one-loss Big Ten team into the playoffs, regardless if we lose to Ohio State. So, the way I see it, you just got to win out and, and just prove that these guys really don't know what they're talking about. But uh, I just – it is what it is. It's annoying, though. It is. But you just got to hope that Notre Dame can take it off. Yeah, I, I think the issues with Clemson right now I, – I, I see why they put him there, and I think it's fair, mainly because, you know, because of those three teams being in there. You know, they've they've not looked good. They've been sloppy. And I'll put it this way, like like you said, as a Michigan fan, you don't need to worry about it because those three teams are going to start losing, especially with the quarterback issues that they're having at Syracuse and at NC State. Both of those teams are not as good as they have been, and that's going. those two are going to get knocked out. Wake Forest is playing one of them this week. So there you go. Uh, and not only that, but, you know, other than, I guess, Notre Dame. Um, well, no, not even, I guess, Notre Dame. Clemson doesn't have another win on their schedule prospective win that would be remotely as big as beating Ohio state. So it's going to sort itself out. It, 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 it just, it, it is what it is right now because of this. And I think that's fair, but ultimately I, I think it's, it's not really a projection for what will happen, but how it is. And it's, it's mm-hmm. all going to get sorted. It's sorted out. Do I think Clemson's the fourth, fourth best team in the country though? Hell no, absolutely not. <laughs> They keep scraping by and, and maybe, maybe look, maybe with club Nick, I don't know. We, we need to see more, but from what I've seen, no, they do not look that great. Yeah. I think like Clemson's reputation plays into it a lot. I think, um, the, from just the few years of this exercise being done, I think the committee cares a lot about 
you know, the teams that you, the teams that you beat, um, even more so than like the losses. I, I've sort of come to realize um, with Texas being ranked, I, kind of, I was like, okay, they don't give a damn about like those losses at all. Like they really care about who, who teams beat. So obviously, you know, again, going back to the amount of ranked wins and then you look at, all right, Michigan, uh, uh, or sorry, a team like Clemson isn't really, uh, isn't really sexy. It's not, they're not, you know, beating, blowing teams out like we've seen Ohio State do or Michigan do or whatever. So it's sort of that like weird battle of like, all right, the committee says they care about these things, but in this case, they're really only taking this one thing into account and it's just really weird. But as you guys have mentioned, um, teams like Michigan, TCU, Alabama, those teams on the outside looking in that feel like they should be ranked ahead of Clemson, hell, even Oregon or UCLA or whatever, you know, your your job is to win the games in front of you and all that stuff will take care of itself. But let's talk about this game, Notre Dame. Do you guys think they can win? Yeah, I do. Um They've been iffy. They've been hot and cold. The definition of it, they'll go, you know, beat a BYU team on the road, beat that really good, you know, um, or they beat BYU, um, neutral site, whatever. They beat um, UNC on the road, lo- who, which is a very impressive win. And then they'll lose to Stanford at home, who's garbage. Uh, and then obviously we know what happened with Marshall and, uh, you know, Ohio State, not a bad loss, but they've been iffy. They've been hot and cold. At the same time, they'll go and beat a good Syracuse team with Garrett Schrader, like clobber them. So it's hard to tell at home, though. I like I like the energy. I like the vibes. I think um, Notre Dame Stadium, I think that's what it's called, original name, guys, uh, is not exactly the biggest fortress in the world. But for a game like Clemson, it'll be it'll be uh, pretty intense. So I think they have a shot in this. Um but honestly, what's going to happen, because I've seen this movie like 40 times, is uh, it's going to be close. Notre Dame is going to be ahead, and then Clemson's going to squeak out a win, but not the cover, because that's just how they operate, and it's going to piss all of us off. <laughs> well, I hope that doesn't happen, but as someone who has avidly hated Notre Dame my whole life, I am like going to be the biggest Irish fan this weekend, and I have zero shame about it. I do not care. I absolutely think Notre Dame can win this. I hated playing at Notre Dame as Michigan. Like, it is difficult. That crowd is just crazy and, and, you know, very into it. And I just think that Clemson is just not that good. So I think that it would be hilarious watching this happen, but it's a very viable chance. I think that Notre Dame is just as good as Clemson, in my opinion. I don't even care saying that because they'll keep it close, but but – Clemson's going to lose this game. Notre Dame's coming out on top. The 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 fallout is going to be interesting. This is a nationally televised game. It's on NBC um, because NBC has that weird partnership with Notre Dame. Uh, it's Saturday night on NBC, nationally, national TV. So a lot of eyes are going to be on this game because, you know, it's, it's Clemson-Notre Dame, but it's also like, all right, this is Clemson's chance to either shut everybody up and, you know, beat this team by, you know, three scores or whatever and just let the world know that they deserve to be the number four team in the country or they're going to play this really close game and everyone's going to be like the committee is a bunch of idiots, right? So, like, it's it's a swing factor for either either result. Um, 
you know, the line being at minus four, I think is fair based on what we've seen from Clemson and based on, you know, again, the environment that is Notre Dame, it's a tough place to play. Um, but yeah, Notre Dame is just this weird Jekyll and Hyde team. Like Bobby broke it down, had a, had, gave Ohio state their best game in terms of like, you know, that, that 21, 10. I mean, that's, that's compared to what Ohio state has done since then. Like that's a really good, you know, close loss by Notre Dame. Um, like you said, Bobby, beat be, uh, ranked, uh, beat UNC and Syracuse, who are both now ranked, um, you know, but lost to Marshall and, and Stanford and, uh, you know, you know, barely got out of BYU. So, um, you know, some weird, weird season for them, but definitely I think they're capable of playing spoiler to Clemson. Um, like we said, Clemson's favored by four, over and is 44 and a half. This game is uh, – check the weather for this game. It's going to be a brisk 52 degrees in South Bend, in Indiana. Um, so hopefully the Clemson uh, guys are, are prepared for that weather. Um, but uh, this series, I, they haven't played as many times as I thought. They've only played six times before. Clemson leads the series 4-2. to two. Um, I think one a couple years ago when Clemson – I mean, excuse me. A couple years ago when Notre Dame joined the ACC, they played Clemson twice. Um, and they split those games, but um, yeah, both of these teams like to, like to run the ball. You know, Clemson's really good at stopping the run. Lexi has already given um, Notre Dame the green light of winning this game. Bobby, I want to hear your pick. Um, it's tricky. I'll put it this way: if DJU starts, it'll be Notre Dame. If it's Klubnik, I kind of like Clemson. I think it's a toss-up, um, but. I don't know. I don't know. This this Clemson team, surely someone's got to stop them at some point, right? Like, there's no way we're actually letting this team in the playoff, right? Right? <laughs> there's so many other good teams going on right now. We're not letting them. Oh, please. Please, no. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I think, um, like, one of the biggest weapons for Notre Dame is their tight end. Um, I forget. The, I think it's Mayer, um, NFL guy for sure. Um, I think Clemson's got good linebackers and good physicality to not let him win the game. Notre Dame's quarterback is terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think what Notre Dame's going to try to do is keep this uh, keep this um, on the ground as much as possible, um, something that Syracuse probably should have done um, a little bit more. Um, but – but that's the thing. Clemson's so good at stopping the run. I think they're going to have a hard time uh, playing that way, and I don't think Notre Dame has the quarterback to necessarily win the game through the air either. So I I just don't see a way that Notre Dame wins this game um, unless, like you said, Bobby, like there's just a meltdown from DJU and Clay Cade comes in and it's too little too late. Like I just I just think um, there's there's – Notre Dame just doesn't have the offense, um, and, and Clemson is very, very talented on defense. I think I can see this game being going a lot how the Ohio State game went, to be honest with you. Um, so I'll take Clemson, um, and we'll see what happens. It should be a fun game, though. Um, all right, let's move on to the NFL. Um, definitely some exciting college games. The NFL's got some interesting ones, too. Um, Chargers Falcons, not necessarily a game that you thought was going to be a, 
a great one coming into the season, but the Falcons are the number one team in the NFC South. The Chargers have been okay. Um, but let's talk about like the Falcons strategy <laughs> for the season. Like they're four and four. They have a real chance to, to maybe win their, the division and make the playoffs. The Buccaneers stink. We'll talk a, a little bit more about them later. Um, you know, good, good win and overtime over the Panthers. Um, but the Falcons at this point, you know, they could win this game and continue on their trajectory, which is, you know, I, I'm not sure what, but uh, do you like the, do, should the Falcons even be winning? Should they be, should they be tanking? Is this the right direction for the, for the Atlanta Falcons to go? I'll, I'll go first. first. Okay. So I, I am not a fan of tanking. I am not. I don't think I ever could be. And I just don't know if a lot of these guys ever are. You know, they're competitive. So, you know, the tanking thing is just never my thing. Do I think the Lions do it every single year? Yeah, they do. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I don't think that they should be tanking um, necessarily. But, you know, if that's what they end up doing, so be it. But I just I hate the tanking thing. I hate it so much and I'll never like it. Let me uh, cover up the Thunder logo on my hat. I'm not a fan of tanking. I don't think it's a good idea, uh, especially when you're uh, <laughs> look. Especially when you're winning your division, you're playing games tight. You know, I, I believe they've only lost one game by uh, by a double digit margin, and that was that blowout against the, uh, the Bengals. You know, go for it. Why not? It, at this point, you know the you know the the horse is out of the barn, the cat's out of the whatever bag i think the phrase is just keep winning Uh, um should should have they won or should they keep winning should they have gone for it i don't really know you know uh, mariota's clearly not the guy um but you know i i don't know it's i i will say i think um i think that overall they need way more than just a number one pick to take this to the next level um because i i don't know i i'm still not sold on arthur smith at all and it, I mean, cool. Win the division, get, get just eliminated in the wild card. Sounds good. Go for it. But I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. This, this team needs a lot. Like, you know, if it's, it's a complete overhaul thing. So like if they win some games and let's say they get in like Will Anderson range, which is going to be hard, you know, if you win the division, like Will Anderson's a top five pick. So, like, you know, is there a path for them to get a difference-making defensive person that can help on that side of the ball? Because you need both, right? Like, I remember, to use the Panthers example real quick, real quickly, you know, the Super Bowl run came from not only us getting Cam Newton, but the next year we drafted Luke Keekley. So you kind of need both. You need offense and defense. Um, and that may be something that they, that they get this year, but if their pick's too high, they – you know, that lessens your chance of getting a great player on that side of the ball, on either side of the ball. Um, but I say all that just because they still have Desmond Ritter behind Mariota. If Desmond Ritter turns out to be a good quarterback, then you have that problem solved. And now all you have to do is go back and, and you know, fix maybe the defense. So it's interesting what the Falcons are doing. You know, players take, like you like you said, Lexi, players, players have a lot of pride. It's hard for them to actually – tank but i i kind of do like question the falcons like 
direction and and you know what what exactly are they going to do um moving forward it should be interesting to see the chargers on the other hand have been sort of a disappointment of this year but um you know you kind of feel like maybe if they win this game they'll be right back in the AFC West race because the Raiders are terrible the Broncos are terrible so the Chargers don't have to do that much to stay, keep to keep pace with the Chiefs i mean it's they're honestly right there they're one game behind them i think so um the Chargers are favored by three and a half uh in this game do you think who, who do you think who do you guys think wins the game i'm taking chargers here um i you know the, the three games they've given up i'm just like darn it you know i, I love justin herbert i want to see him succeed but uh falcons are just so up and down right now i mean i do think it'll probably end up being a close game i'm you know but i'm taking the chargers this is tricky because the Chargers, I feel like, lose games that they have no business losing. Um, just look at that blowout loss to the Jaguars in week three last week to the – I mean, I guess the Seahawks are good now. I don't know, but I I didn't think they would be as good as they are, so maybe it's a bad loss. Um, so, yeah, this would, this would fit right in that wheelhouse of confounding defeats, but – I'm going to go with the Chargers to bounce back uh, after a tough loss. You know, I, I don't think they get, I don't think they get a uh, bit twice in a row. So give me, uh, give me the Chargers. Neither one of these teams play defense. Um, I don't know. The Chargers are a weird, like road team too. Like they lose some bad <laughs> games on the road. So like, I don't, these are, and the crazy thing is like, these are two franchises, which like, they have the worst like luck. Like you can't really trust either one one of them. Like the Falcons have twenty eight three, and I feel like the Chargers just have a bunch of those in like less significant situations. So like these are this is a battle of two teams that just like seem like they always fall just short. Um so yeah, this is tough um for me, but I think I'm gonna go with uh the Chargers to win the game. Falcons coming off an emotional win. Uh, Chargers, I think, is just better, obviously, um, you know, top to bottom. Uh, and they're going to need to keep win this game to keep pace um, for their division. Uh, I think they can take care of business, but I don't really love uh, the pick. Um, and I understand why they're only favored by three and a half, but um, I'll take LA. Um, all right, cool. Next NFL game we got is Rams at Bucks. Uh, ugly game. Three and four Rams at three and five Buccaneers. Uh, Lexi, which team has been more disappointing so far this year? Uh, I mean, I would just say the Rams because obviously they're coming off the Super Bowl and, and winning. And I think all of us, including Tom Brady himself, realizes that he should have not come back. So, I mean, that's disappointing in itself as well, but uh, I'm just going to go with the Rams only because they were the Super Bowl champions last year, but both teams have been so unbelievably disappointing that I'm like calling this the disappointment bowl right now because it's like, it's just, it's terrible. It's cringy. It's awful. I hate it, but you know, Tom Brady is going to Tom Brady. So we're watching it all unfold. (laughs) I I think it's the Bucks, just with how bad in particular they have looked. I, usually a Super Bowl drop off is, you know, kind of expected. I, I kind of think I had that feeling about the Rams in the first place. So 
I don't know. I, I, I just didn't see this out of the box. This is uncharacteristically bad. So I think Tampa is more disappointed. I think the Rams are more disappointing to me. Uh, the Buccaneers I saw coming um, because, first of all, I think people really, really don't always understand the impact of coaching. And I think there's a drop-off from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles that for some reason people just did not, like, see coming. Um, so I knew there would be a drop-off because of the coaching, and then you have um, so many injuries in the offseason, especially to the offensive line. So did I think the Buccaneers would be 3-5? and five? Not At this point, not really. But, like, I definitely wouldn't be lying if I said I thought the Buccaneers would be as good as they've been in the past. I just There was just too many things working against them between the coaching and now all the injuries they had. The Rams, I figured the Super Bowl hangover thing would happen to the Bengals for sure. The Rams, to me, I felt like, you know, outside of OBJ, they're bringing most of their guys back and they would continue to be, you know, do okay. The Rams does kind of surprise me more um, out of the two for sure. Uh, but somebody's got to win the game. <laughs> Buccaneers are favored by, by three uh, at the crib. Um, so who do you guys think comes out to win this game? I'm going to go with the Rams here to continue um, the Tampa Bay slide post. Well, whatever's going on with Brady. Um I mean, the Bucks have been atrocious, atrocious over the past six weeks. They're one in five, and I, I don't see any, I don't see it getting better. Um, I think the Rams got this win here, uh, the win just like they did in the playoffs in Tampa. Delivered that weird, but that's okay. Lexi, what do you think? <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I think the same. Actually, you know, I'm sitting here saying don't bet against Tom Brady, but that was like the original Tom Brady that actually played a career and didn't retire and come back. So I am just saying that Rams are going to come in, take care of business. Whatever is happening with the Bucks is clearly stabbing Tom Brady and whatever he's going through in his personal life is clearly affecting him on the field. You see it on the sidelines even more. So, you know, I, I know that he always had his stuff going on on the sidelines, but it's just different this year. There's just more anger. There's more frustration you know, maybe some embarrassment for obviously everything being public, whatever. But yeah, Rams are going to capitalize on that. Not saying by a lot. I don't know how much, but the Rams are going to win. So I think I've got the Buccaneers winning this game um, simply because they've lost three games in a row. And I I mean, the Buccaneers are terrible, but I just have a hard time believing a, a, a Tom Brady team was going to lose four games in a row. Like, that's just insane. Maybe that's just st silly to to continue believing in in this team. But four games in a row was a lot. Uh, so um, I'll take the Bucks by a slim margin. Um, probably a stay away betting wise, but uh, I'll take the Bucks. Um, all right, last game on the NFL slate is Titans at Chiefs. Um, not the sexiest game on the NFL schedule. None of these games are super sexy, though. Um, but the Titans are five and two, 
and I feel like for like the fourth year in a row, <laughs> the Titans have had a good record to everyone's surprise. <laughs> like you look up and you're like, oh, the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. Like it's it's so strange. It's it's so strange. But the Titans are five and two. Going to the Chiefs, who are also five and two. Um the betting line is Chiefs favored by 12 and a half. Um, little fun fact last year, the Chiefs lost 27 to three um, against Tennessee. The, uh, you know, granted, the game was in Tennessee, um, but is the 12 and a half line disrespectful to the mighty Tennessee Titans? I don't know. Probably not. Probably a little bit. Because, uh, like they just haven't been winning with a lot of flair and even though they are winning that's great it when they lose it's it's usually it has not been good the they they started out 0 and 2 uh capped off with a 41 to 7 loss uh in buffalo on monday night football that's pretty brutal uh but they've bounced back and scraped out some wins so like yeah i mean good on you but now it's time to play another big boy team uh, sorry, the Texans aren't walking in the bu- the building uh, today, but um, now it's time for the Chiefs to roll. And if, um, we obviously have our locks every week. And I got to say, I've built a pretty good record on Kansas City uh, picks. So, uh, no, I like it. I, 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 I'm fine with it. I, I do not uh, do not believe in the Titans. They're always fraudulent. <laughs> I agree. Um, I just I don't think it's disrespectful because you're you're looking at the Chiefs who are you know more consistent overall um, than than Tennessee in what they do. So you know if they want to get upset or you know Sean whoever wants to get disrespected by it, then just deal with it, deal with it. But uh, no, I mean I, I think it's it's pretty accurate. It's a big weekend for Tennessee. I mean you got the Vols and you got the Titans. You know, oh yeah, playing against the powerhouses, Titans. Titans at Chiefs, Tennessee at Georgia. Man, you had some some big big weekend for for that that state. But yeah, I mean Titans, they've their five wins have come against you know five of the worst teams in the NFL, um, and they're all close, right? Seven point win over Indy, two point win over Vegas, uh, four point win over Washington, uh, and then the nine and then seven point win against you know Indy and and Houston again. So. Haven't really been tested. They will be tested in this stretch, starting with this game. Um, Twelve and a half is a pretty big line, though, for for an NFL game. Um, so I will say that the Titans are being slightly disrespected, but um, you know I don't think anyone will be surprised if the Chiefs win uh, by that margin. Uh, should be a really fun game. I'm assuming by the comments, Bobby and Lexi, you're both taking the Chiefs to win. Uh, Yep, I like KC here. Same. Yeah, I like Kansas City too. All right, cool. Let's get to the final segment of our show, and that is the lock of the week. Um, so we didn't do the show last week because I was driving um, from North Carolina to Los Angeles, but um, two weeks ago we still have our results. Uh, so we had myself. I took UCLA plus six against Oregon. Uh, that was a big old L Oregon whooped UCLA um, by way more than six. <laughs> um, uh, Bobby, uh, as he alluded to earlier, got the dub. 
uh, with betting Chiefs minus two and a half. I believe that was against the 49ers. Um, Chiefs took care of business. And then um, Lexi had Clemson Qs at over 49 and a half. Um, they scored 48. That, 48, yeah. Oh, bad beat. Bad beat. Uh, I was like, no way. How am I going to lose this? Damn it. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, yeah, 48. So uh, that was an L. So that puts the uh, overall standings at me at one and five, Bobby at three and three, Lexi at two and four. Shout out to Bobby, by the way, for coming back both in these standings and uh, also in your daily picks. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, it's been a good couple weeks. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Since you're the winner, yeah, go, ask, go ahead and give us your um, your lock of the week. Yeah, so obviously love KC. Uh, I like the line too, but you know, I, I there's a bet I like way more here, and that's uh, over forty nine and a half in Chargers Falcons. Like you mentioned, uh, the Falcons are twenty ninth in points allowed, and the Chargers are thirty first. This is going to be an absolute just just track meet, uh, like two thousand sixteen Big Twelve vibes. You know, there will be no defense. Uh, it'll be. Yeah, there'll be numbers galore. I like for I like I like I like this to clear 49 and a half. All right, I'll go with mine. I decided or decided. I believe that LSU is going to cover in the game against Alabama. So those 13 and a half points Bama's going to probably win by like a touchdown. I like that pick. Yeah. Uh yeah, LSU for 13 and a half half is really good. Um. Yeah. Great picks by both of you guys. I really, really love, um, really love it for sure. Ah, man. I'm gonna keep it simple. You know, try to do a simple pick and try to uh, help my odds to uh, get a, a win this week. And I'm gonna go ahead and take. Um, I'm gonna take uh, the Bucks to win outright against the Rams. Um, like I said, I just don't see a Tom Brady team losing four games in a row. It's just really tough, especially at home. Um, you know, both bad teams, but I think the Bucks are able to eke this one out and get the win. So keeping it simple, taking the Bucks to win against LA. Um, but should be a fun weekend of games. Everybody appreciate you guys for, for tuning in and listening. We enjoy bringing this content to you. and We have a lot of fun. We'll be back next week to talk uh, about another week of football. And uh, for those of you, however you watch, wherever you, whatever team you root for, Hope you enjoy the week of football, and we'll see you back right here next week. Peace. See y'all. See y'all.